So to introduce the poddy, today we're trying a free man thing with a very special guest, um, our longtime friend, Mr. Jacob Banks. Um, there'll be links aplenty below when the thing pops off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, the topic I was thinking about for yourself um, was bullying. Okay. Because I find it like a, a whirlwind topic from a million different avenues and I thought like have you ever been a victim or contributed to bullying of any shape or form the man in me wants to be like, no man's never <laughs> I don't know I think so I think people have definitely tried to bully you yeah I think there's been attempts but I'm cracked, so it never really pans out well. I've definitely been a bully. I, I, there's one specific time in my life I remember vividly. Haunts me even, I'd say. I bullied one dude and I hated it. I was so sorry. Still am. Since Reese, if you listen, Reese, I apologize, man. Well done, man. <laughs> what happened? Um, I just got caught up in stuff, man. I was just being dumb. I, I, it was... It was back in school, we had PE, which mm. brings out the worst in everyone, frankly. Composition. Yeah, so he was getting, just everyone was just like throwing balls at him, just being annoying, just being annoying little kids. And then I got a bit, I got gassed. You know, remember when in school gyms, you had that little rod to open up the window if it was hot. Mm. I, I, I drew for that. I drew for one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just was poking him with it. And he started to cry. And as soon as I saw him cry, uh, I made everyone stop. I was like, yo, this, yo, we can't do this. This is terrible. Like, yo. And then, then he kind of saw that moment as a chance to, like, prove himself. Then he swung for me. And then, well, then yeah, and then I had to slump him. But um, it was a terrible time, and I felt so bad for it. I apologized for weeks. But, um, yeah, I think sometimes it's people, people bully because it's easier to be part of something. Mm. Uh, segregation drives human beings weird. It's like you want to believe you want to belong to one side of the table. So it's either the bullies or people who are being bullied. So if everyone's bullying, it's easier to just be like, oh, I'm going to be one of those people or not. And I think in that moment, I chose to be one of the, those people. That's probably the only time in my life I've, I've ever done that. And, and it was terrible. What about you, fam? I know you've done it. You know I've bullied. Yeah, hundred. Uh, I can't think of a specific time where I feel like I've bullied someone. I don't. Why? why You'll laugh you laugh alone. Huh? If if someone bullied around you, the way you laugh would make me cry. <laughs> like even if even if even if you did nothing. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're, you're, the way you laugh at stuff is terrible. I know, but it's, I just I see humor in everything. Mm. Obviously, sometimes it's negative, sometimes positive, sometimes it's just a thing. I just mm. see humor in everything, like. The same way comedians make jokes about rape and shit. I just see humor. Yeah. Obviously, the topic, like we said, discussed before, the topic of rape itself yeah. isn't yeah. isn't right. nice. Yeah. It's not nice to talk about. But the joke and the context is in is different. Yeah. yeah. So, I've not. I don't. I don't necessarily feel like I've bullied anyone. Or if I have, or if I don't feel like I've, but people assume I have. Then, obviously, then that's two different arguments. But I don't think I've ever put myself in that situation. Mm. That's my that's my view anyway. I don't feel like I have. I don't feel like I have. Have you been bullied? Uh, have I been bullied? Nothing stands out. I want to say yes though because I feel like there have been times in my life where naturally just just general selection you get picked on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? General selection, and especially growing up phase, more like around that year eight, year nine stage, where. You're trying, like you say, you're trying to find your crowd. Yeah. Either you're the bullies or you're the bullier, like yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, and I feel like because I wasn't, I wasn't a very much confident, well-spoken, that mm. kind of person that's always chatting to people like I am now because of my career. Yeah. I felt like I got put in that group of, oh, he's easy, so you just might as well. Yeah, yeah. Attempts to bully. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's the way, the way people portray it, people might just assume you're an easy target. And that from, the, if one person assumes it, everyone, everyone assumes yeah. it. So. Yeah. I feel like I was associated with that by default. Yeah. 
that makes sense. Mm. What about yourself? Um, I've been on both sides of it, man. Mm. So um, I've done bullying twice in my life. Mm. One time was when I moved out of Luton to North and um, I was brand new. And there was a, there was like a unpopular child in the class. This is like year seven, year eight, a guy called Lee. And everyone was picking on him, man. And um, it was an art class, I remember. And everyone was like, everyone would roll up to him and be like, Lee, do you think you could beat me up? And they'd be like, nah, 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 nah. And they'd be like, Lee, do you think you could beat me up? I'm like, nah, 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 nah. And then um, come to me. Mm. And they're like, James, ask him. I'm like, I don't want to fucking ask him, man. And like, ask him, ask him, ask him. And I was like, I don't want to ask him. And like, I don't want to be part of this. Yeah. And then um, they were like, fucking ask him. And then I was like, all right, man, Lee, do you think you could beat me up? I said, yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. And then we had a fight after school. Mm. That's how bad it got. The peer pressure was so deep. Mm. We had to scrap after school. And it was the worst, one of the worst things that I've ever experienced because... Not only did I crumble to like the peer pressure of it, I put someone in physical danger because I was too much of a pussy and didn't want to be disliked in like my first week of a new school. Um, So yeah, we scrapped. I'm not gonna lie, he banged me. He banged me. But then what made it worse is that as soon as I rocked him, Mm. he dropped. And like six of my boys just ran in and started kicking him and shit. And I was like, nah, man, this this is not the one. Bro, the need the need to be accepted is crazy. Like when you think about so much of life is that. So much of life fundamentally is about I want to feel seen. And it drives like it drives race, gender, like equality. It's everybody needs to be, everyone needs to belong to a group and we almost don't care what the ramifications are of that group. It's just, I just need to be on one side. The idea of standing alone is so daunting to people that it, we, we make such terrible decisions off the back of it. It's like, and we, we, we choose based on what's available to us. So for example, is human connection is, we will keep finding stuff to separate ourselves at every turn. So, for example, is like, you know, if I, I'm black, Nigerian, and many other things, but dep- I choose which adjective I use depending on who's in a room. Yeah. So, if I'm around a bunch of white people, I am black. If, if I'm around a bunch of black people, I'm African. If I'm a bunch of African people, I am Nigerian. If I'm a lot of Nigerian people, I'm Yoruba. And then I might go for my religion, yeah. I might go for my height. So it's like a filtered situation. Yeah, it's like, we'll do anything to be like, oh, like, where are you from? Yeah, yeah. I'm here, you're there. Mm. And it's just like, we don't care what comes with that group. It's just like, we the need to separate is so drastic. Like, we're always looking for something to separate us from them. Yeah, And it's weird, because like, at, at the very minimum, we're just all human, at the very... Base level yeah. foundation, but we're always trying to like, no, that's, you do that, I do this, and it's just weird, man. Yeah, man. The other, the other time where I was, this is like, this one is nice, not nice, it was horrible, but it's the time when I was bullied. This is a completely deaf, different subsector in terms of like not fitting in. So, I used to have obviously my group of friends. I lived on one side of town. Most of my friends lived on the other side of town. I had one boy called Rob who would walk home with me because mm. he lived near where I live. And like, he was like, he was someone who got not picked on, like he was in like the popular crowd. Mm. But in terms of what you're saying, he was the only African, all of us were black or mixed race, but he was mm. the only African. So again, something to just throw a little ticks at. Yeah. And... I think he had a hard time at home as well. So when we used to walk home, out of nowhere, everyone was blessed. Out of nowhere, one time, he just like tripped me up. And I was like, all right, leave it. Didn't do nothing. And then um, a few weeks later, man started like 
pushing me, punching me a little bit. Playful. And I'm like, what's with this guy? And then he used to, you know those switch sticks, those uh, bendy green sticks yeah. they get off the tree. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And one day picked one off the tree and started whipping the shit out of me. And one was like, do something back. Do something back, do something back. And I was like, bro, you're my boy. Like, why are you doing this? But he would never do it at school in front of the other man. Mm. He would only do it on our way home. Mm. And I never wanted the confrontation to escalate to a point where we're having a scrap. Yeah. Because for one, I'm just not really a confrontational guy, mm. even in extreme situations sometimes. Mm. And for two, it was just me and him. Like fighting someone all out when there's literally two people there. <laughs> someone would die. Fam, when does it end? <laughs> so yeah, he just continued, continued, continued until one time um, my brother was with my little brother and he was still in primary school and he started it. Mm. My brother was crying his eyes out. Crying his eyes out, crying his eyes out. I leave my brother alone, why are you doing this? Etc. 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 So that's when obviously I had to mm. had to back it and I was like, all right, I'm I'm done with this. I'm done with this. Yeah. Um and then he got smack and just had to leave it for me. Yeah. Sometimes you need that though. Like I feel like that's natural selection. So like peace and love and all that. Sometimes you gotta smack people up. Sometimes it's the only thing that registers for some people and and like like I've had friends growing up where we just had to rumble. Yeah. Like it's just like I still as much as I believe in I believe in like a human beings growing morally, but I still believe there's still a natural selection. Like I still believe at our very core we're still animals, there's still alpha and betas. Sometimes we need to see who who's who. Who's who. But do you not feel like with the Rob situation, do you not feel like he was he took his advantage of picking on you because you walked home together kind of thing because he got bullied by your group Everyone of friends. That was his yeah. relief. That was his outlet. Or really, I was release his outlet. rather, I was yeah. His, I was his punch bag. Yeah. He was so vexed about the situation and I was just a frail ambassador yeah. for the gang. Yeah. And because I was, this again was <laughs> yeah. so, I was so new. Yeah. Um, he just thought, bro, this is an easy opportunity. Yeah, everyone needs to feel like an alpha somewhere. Mm. Somewhere, yeah, like, yeah, 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 so yeah. A bunch of men do that to their, to the, to their missus. They're, you're at work getting moved to by Tim. Tim's cussing you out. You get home, you're hyping to your missus. You waste, man. When Tim was cussing you out, you didn't say nothing. He's laughing. Mm. Mm. And then you're at home acting up. Like people like take out their frustration on people who didn't hurt them. And it's weird. And it's just, bro, there's so much, bro. Our generation, bro, we need therapy because, like, so much to unpack at all times. A bunch of people is just, everyone needs to feel like the king somewhere. And that often means that someone has to be on the receiving end of that. And it's just peak. But it's just life, man. You just have to smack them up. Well, that's what ended it. That's, yeah. what, that's what shut it down. He just got one smack. And I was dreading the comeback yeah. but I was just like I can't have my little brother crying yeah. I can't yeah. like I can't bang because it will change not only will it will change so much for him at that age yeah. it was like it's not only going to change how he sees his older brother yeah. it's going to change what he sees friendships as yeah. he's going to change as what he sees violence as yeah. what's okay what's not okay mm. um, and I was just like nah that I can't bang yeah. I cannot bang mm. um, but yeah man I just thought that was a kind of interesting topic to to pick up just because, yeah, like humans being human do human shit. And sometimes as bewildering as it is, and also I thought I'd bring it up because I had a feeling that either one of you would admit to saying I've been the bully. Mm. And probably in that time, you didn't realize you were being it. Mm. And um, I brought it up because I watched a powerful video. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a powerful video the other week. One um, high school, it might be middle school or something in America, one gay kid was getting bullied. Mm. One guy could call him a faggot. Mm. He's like, faggot, faggot, faggot. Mm. And then um, the gay guy, obviously the bully was on his ones. It was in the whole class, but no one was backing the bully. No mm. one. It was all silence. My man said, call me faggot again. And he's like, bruv, you're a faggot. He peeled back and smacked the shit mm. out of this kid. And the guy just had to stand there and shake. Stand there and shake. Well, when bullies get circled, it's the funniest thing. 
Bruv. Because they, like they, so much of being a bully or so much of being who you are is hell-bent on the fact that you don't believe nothing will happen. I love seeing it. I love, I live for that drama. That, that retribution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I live for it because, I... yeah, because now you have to fight. Now, yeah. it's happened now. Now, and that, bro, when, when, when people who've been bullied get strength, but they get the strength of a thousand slaves. Yeah. It's different. It's like, they can't lose. Like, I, I make, the, I say this all the time. It's like, as a black person, if you racially abuse me and I fight you, I can't lose. Yeah. It's never happened. No one's ever been racially abused and lost a fight. Because the strength of my forefathers is, is here. Is here. <laughs> like, I can't lose this fight. Yeah, man. Same way, if you bully someone and they fight back, they're winning. Mm. They're winning. They have to. They, they like, because you're rattled, you're, you're rattled anyway because you don't believe this is going to happen. Now you're here. And that person's had enough from everyone in their lives being bullies. And they're just gonna slump you, man. And it's just and now you have to come back to school like a waste. I feel man. like I feel like bullying is such a weird, a weird cycle because I feel like bullies only bully because they can't take out their actual, fr- their actual frustration or their personal issues yeah. onto some something else. So they do it onto someone else. If that makes sense. Yeah. So bullying, the, I feel like the reason why people bully, especially in like school and stuff, is because they got personal problems at home. Yeah. And because they can't address it with their parents. Yeah, you come to school. Or whatever, you just come big, to school and act, and bad. act like you are like, you know, big, like you yeah. said, big and bad, you are the, the bee's knees and whatever. Which is, which is a mad, mad circle. That happened at uni. There was bare man, when we were at uni, a spare man that came out from London, mm. he used to get sent to the shops. <laughs> <laughs> in London. But in Coventry... Big and bad. Mm. Big gangster, done something, Cully owned something. Yeah. But like, when I asked man in London, he, they took your bike. <laughs> they took bike your bike and you said nothing. Mm. You got your five agencies like everyone else. Yeah, bruv. but in CV1, Far Gosford, you're gassed. Yeah, you like, rebrand yourself, especially yeah. when you move out of that territory, you have to rebrand yourself, yeah. especially if you want to, if you want to feel like you said, like the alpha, you know one wants yeah. to be the beta in life. Yeah. No one does. So you have to rebrand yourself and you have to kind of push for the top and push for whatever, whatever happens, happens kind of thing, as long as you get there. Mm. So we're back. Um, James had to step out. So it's just myself and Jay. Um, how, how you been single for a while now, haven't you? Yeah, so I've been single since about 2017. I'm well, almost 2020 now. Yeah. In, in in that time, how has your view of relationships changed? Oh, dr- oh, fucking drastically, bro. Drastically. Because I was saying this, I felt like I was saying this to Bella, or I was saying this to someone recently, and that once you, once you actually start a thing with someone, mm. um, who, whoever it may be, let's mm. say I'm seeing a girl, I've met this girl, I like her, we, take, we go out on one or two dates, mm. we drink, we have a good time, I see her multiple times, we have sex or whatever. As long as I've asked myself that question, do I see her being my potential person or mm. do I see her as a better mate than my previous ex? If the mm. answer is no, in my head, then it's done. As, regardless of whether I end it then or mm. I end it in a month's time, yeah. I know for a fact the way I feel about it is going to change. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like everyone from my ex up until whenever have been fillers. Does that make sense to you? That's peak, but if, you, if they're listening to this. No, but do you know what I mean? No, no, like, I hate you. It's not, You're it's, being not honest. it's not it's not necessarily an insult to them. Yeah. It's just the way I view my personal happiness and yeah. my life. Obviously, at the end of the day, it's about me. Yeah. And whatever they feel is about them as well. I might be their kind of tea, that like their kind of guy, they're gassed about me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I might like them as well, but if I'm not, 100% compatible with them and 100% like not in that mind frame where I can see myself with you long term. Yeah. Like this could be a good two months thing, but long story short, if I'm not 100% feeling it, I will know it's going to end. And mm. it will just resonate to me that you've just been a filler in my life. Do you know what your love languages are? Bella was talking to me about them before. I don't actually deep that much in stuff like that but she talks to me about that all the time I can't remember what she told me like love path this and that but I can't remember so I think that there are five I, I think if anyone's listening it's worth knowing just it doesn't it kind of matters mm. 
and it also kind of doesn't. I tell you. So there's five. So there's acts of service, which is also love languages are about what you give and what you like to receive. Mm. They're kind of different. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so, I know, but I do know about this. Yeah, yeah. Acts of service mm. is kind of like you just a problem solver. If anything mm. breaks, anything needs, if yeah. anyone needs your help, you're there yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. You don't like you, you, you feel fulfilled by being able to lend help to your loved ones. Um, uh, gifts mm. like material stuff yeah, it like, speaks for itself yeah yeah um quality time mm-hmm. um speaks for itself um physical touch mm. there's another one and i think there's one words of affirmation yeah i was gonna say like vocals and stuff yeah like words that. of affirmation and what i've always struggled with is like i'm acts of service and quality time that's what i like to give and that's yeah. also i like to receive quality time i don't I'm kind of very self-sufficient i don't really need anything apart from just peace of mind. Yeah. So, and typically, because of social system, unfortunately for women, most of them are um, words of affirmation because yeah. we've subdued women's emotions for so long that they feel the need to have, to, they need, to be validated yeah. they need all that, the time. Yeah. Yeah. And But simultaneously, we've raised men to be void of that and just be toxic in mm. how much of a man they need to be. So it's always a conflict of interest. So like I've always kind of ended up with women who needed words of affirmation and physical touch. And it's just like, that's not man. Man don't know where to begin with Mm. that. Like if you do something nice, I'll tell you. But like, I just, and I think being a musician, people even think, they think, you just gonna shower them, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, naturally be that. Like way. it's not that, and and learning that being compatible is way more important than than having love. Like mm. love, love makes everything easier. Yeah, but really finding your person where you guys are, like you, if you have the same love languages, it makes your life easier. But it mm. does. But then obviously there's still other stuff like communication and trust and this. Morally, some relationships are a dead thing, man. <laughs> The thing is, so I, d- I I don't I agree and disagree with that statement. I do disagree purely because they are stressful, but they're task. Every, yeah. Everything in life is task. Yeah. No, no, dead things probably too it, much. Like it's dope, but yeah. it's just I don't think, bro. Like, say, well, I'm 28. You're, you're 28, 28 as well. Yeah. So let's say you meet someone tomorrow. Mm. They've lived, say, for argument's sake, they're also 28. Yeah. 28 years without your consent. Yeah. Without, you've got up on a different set of advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different set of traumas. And then somehow you're both meant to understand each other. Mm. 28 years of of person loved and being unloved and loving again and learning how to communicate a certain way with one person and work and friendship. Like you don't know, you don't know what experiences that person has had. Yeah, and you both meet. I'm like, well, I like you. I like you too. Mm. All right, go. But the odds are so stacked against you. Mm. That's a whole fucking human being. It's yeah. an entire person who thinks a certain way, who responds a certain way, who problem solves a certain way, and we have to find common ground somewhere. But that's the that's that's the reason why I said to you that I think that's what boils down to the fact that everyone. F- in between, hmm. in my life, it's been, been a filler. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Up until you find that person, because no one in life wants to settle. And that's yeah. a fact. Yeah. Everyone wants to feel like they've reached the highest point. They, they've reached that goal that they want. They've reached that marker. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, that's the reason why I feel like everyone else. And it's not, it's not an offensive thing. No, it's I, not, it's, it's, it's not, not me being offensive. That's just your truth. It's just no my one, truth. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and a lot of people might, or females especially might think, oh, it's a bit rude, but mm. there's no other way for me to put it without sounding rude. So I feel like the filler is the best way to describe the, the situation. Mm. So for you to say like, oh yeah, go, you, 28 years, you've lived apart, blah, 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 and then go. But if you if you have that common ground, you're more than happy to, Yeah. do you know what I mean? But it's just, it's also, it's just very slim. Of course it is. Like, I, I can't remember, I think it was Aziz Asari that was once saying like, like, if, I, if you ask everyone's parents where they met, most yeah. people, it's a similar neighborhood or yeah, like yeah, yeah. on a street or in the same city or whatever. So a lot of people like up to about 60 years ago dated people. I think that the stats were dumb. It's like, I think like 90% of relationships started within like a five mile radius. Yeah. So 
the chances are you did grow up on the same sort of advice. There was no internet. You didn't get no, any mm. insight into anybody else's lives. Yeah. So if you're like, you, if you guys yell at each other, mm. you guys don't take it as offense because just how you've it's seen how you, your yeah, yeah, families yeah. communicate. Yeah. Where for me, for example, I was born in Nigeria. Throughout my whole family, my, my mom and dad has been married for, I think, 29 years and been together for like 35. Mm. My mom and dad have four kids. We've never seen my mom and dad argue. Yeah. We've never seen anyone raise voice. Yeah. So I live in the West now where, you know, people are a lot more vocal about mm. how they feel and people have more of an emotion, emotional response to stuff where people sometimes yell at each other. If I'm in a relationship and a girl yells at me, boy, it rattles me. Yeah. Like, I can't fathom how... You've gotten to that point. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. how are you talking to my like this? Yeah. Like, it, it, it just... I, I zone out. Like, yeah. I have to leave the room mm. because I, I can't... I can't get to that level with anyone I truly care about yeah. where I'm yelling over you to get my point across. Yeah. If I if never I, get to that stage. Yeah, and, and it's just me. But for her, it's like, awesome. this is how we communicate and yeah. we, we'll just, I'll make you breakfast tomorrow and life's yeah. blessed. For me, it's, you can't chat to me for days. <laughs> like, you can't, you can't yell at me, yeah, call yeah, me a yeah, fucking yeah, waste, yeah. man, yeah. and then be like, I love you. You don't. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, you don't love me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. You, know, you can say what you want. <laughs> oh, no, no, I love you. I was just in my nah, uh-huh. nah. I'm, 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 nah. I'm going home. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> like I can't. Like I can't process it. And that's yeah. what's happening as well. Is yeah. Is we're meeting people like you. You you meet a girl in Manchester, but she came here from I don't know the Cayman Islands. Yeah. So she's grown up on a on a whole, whole different set. Yeah. Of vibes, and you've come from a Nigerian background, yeah. or or people are like cross pollinating cities, and but you know your housemate better is Brazilian, yeah, and it's like that never used to happen sixty yeah. years ago. Of so course. it's just so many things having to work, yeah. Like, but then if this boils down to what we, what me and Jimmy spoke about in like previous episodes about tradition and mm. um, Western civilization. Obviously, back then it was like, like you said, there was no internet. Yeah, there was no, there was no social media. There was nothing that there was none of that. So you no had to insight. meet on that raw, face to face interact. So it made sense that that stat makes sense that yeah. everyone that was in relationships sixty years ago yeah. were within the five mile radius because yeah. they're in the same community. Yeah. Whereas now, because we've got that insight of Instagram, Twitter, all of that stuff, we have the opportunity to expand our horizon. Yeah. But our parents' generation wouldn't understand the way we are branching out because yeah. all they know is their upbringings and their Eastern civilization yeah. knowledge. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's hard. It's, it's also harder to especially convince, obviously you know too well because you're Nigerian as well. It's also mm. harder to convince a Nigerian parent that you're trying to branch out mm. in terms of whether it be relationships, whether it be living with a female, whether it be anything that's yeah. not culturally normal to them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's tough. But you guys, like we were saying earlier, like I can't, like that, that, them type of stuff is, I it used to bother me so much, especially yeah. as a musician. Yeah. Trying to seek approval from family. And one day I was just kind of like, it's never going to come. Mm. Like not because they don't love me, but it's just, they've just grown up on a different... Different set. wavelength. That, like, different wavelength, yeah. They will never be able to come around. Yeah. Not because they don't care. It's just they... They, they don't get it. it. They can't... It doesn't compute for them now. Yeah. Like, you know, my parents grew up in a, in a, in a space where education literally was guaranteed success. Yeah. Like, you got your degree. Mm. Like, man, you're getting a job job. Yeah. We know a bear man who has a degree and doing completely different from what... Yeah. The, or, like, people are finding ways... I think like you know, our generation has created so many jobs, so many opportunities. Everyone's self-employed. People are doing what we're doing now. Yeah. And explaining that to my family just wouldn't make sense. And I just I believe the best way to sell someone on an idea is to prove to them that it works. So I just I just stopped trying to sell them on it. I just went off and did what I had to do. Yeah. And uh, you don't see like you'll see when you see. And we'll communicate. And when you do understand, my, you know, you understand success. You understand, oh, he drives a nice car. Or, yeah. You know, he's got a mortgage. I was, I was going to ask you this question, um, especially on this podcast. How did it, how did you have to explain to your 
family that you're no longer chasing education, that you're going to chase music? How did that? Because obviously, I know personally mm. from a Nigerian background, it's mm. hard for a parent to hear that they they wouldn't want to be in education anymore. They want to chase a lucrative dream because that's the mm. way parents would see it, especially African parents. Mm. That's the way they would see it. Yeah. But how how did that resonate with you, and how did you like overcome that barrier and with your think, parents? Honestly, I don't think I ever did. Or now, to be fair, mom, she probably is, she hasn't said anything for like a year. Yeah. But even everything, I remember when I, I you know I even when I bought my mum's, I bought my mum out of a mortgage. Yeah. She was still like, okay. Oh, <laughs> so when are you going to do your master's? Yeah. It's still like there's still that hint. It's still like, like. And then I, then I bought a second home and then mm. I, I retired my dad as well, retired yeah. my mum. And I think after that, it stopped. But I don't, I don't know if it's truly stopped yet. Like yeah. if shit was to hit the fan tomorrow, they'll pitch it right back. Mm. They'll be like, yeah, why, you, see, you have all this you... time on your hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should go back and do your master's or, yeah. or do your degree. But I, I think for me, it's, it's just never been in my personality to ask for, for permission. Okay. That's a whole... <laughs> ask for consent. Consent. <laughs> <laughs> permission. I just like... I just... I I think, you know, you know, um, when Conley passed, yeah. Conley is a friend of ours from when we were at uni. I think that was really what set me off. Yeah. I remember, you, I mean, you remember Kone. Yeah, of course, um, of course. An exceptional human being. When he mm. passed, it was kind of like, I remember my logic was, if Kone could pass at 21, being the exceptional human being it that was, he was yeah. me being a very mediocre man, I have no chance. Yeah. So while I'm here, I just can't stop, I can't stop asking for permission. Yeah. I have to go do this thing. I have to just go see what the world has to offer for me. This is the one thing I've done that I genuinely feel joy in. And like, I, I, I was obsessed with music too growing up. Yeah. And I just stopped asking. I think that's the only, I just didn't ask. Like my parents would say whatever they wanted to say. Yeah. And told a couple of lies here and there, you know? Like, uh, it's probably the worst place to say this. <laughs> but like, I remember when I, I told my family that I was doing a year's placement in London. So when I moved to London, I yeah, told I remember them, when you moved to London. I told them I was doing a year's placement. I, I, I was working at a company called Muse. Yeah, lied. <laughs> I was living on someone's couch. Yeah, doing gigs with my guitar. Yeah, and I gave myself a time frame. I was like, come. I was like, between. I I said like, uh, the 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 placement's done on like the thirtieth of July. Yeah, and I says said to myself, if I don't make a name for myself in that time. I'll call it a day. Yeah. And I think I signed my first record deal on like the 25th of July. Oh, wow. And, but the reality is, it sounds like a great story. The yeah. reality is if it didn't happen, I probably would have kept going. Yeah. Like it was nice to give myself that goal. That goal, yeah. To work towards, but I was going to push through regardless. Mm. I, it's just, it, I think the passing of Kone was always, I was always what drove me. It's just like, I'm, you might as well try, man. Yeah. You might as well. Yeah. I hear that, man. That's, that is tough because it's, it's crazy that it's one, something so moving in your life made you want to chase something even more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't something that you decided to do. It wasn't to be like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to do it because yeah. I want to do it. Yeah. It was something that moved you so much yeah. that made you want to, but the reason I didn't do it as representation, which is a mm. whole massive issue that we I, you know, I talk about with the boys a lot, is like the type of music I wanted to make. Mm. I didn't see anybody that looks like me make that type of music. So it always felt impossible. Yeah. So like everything that you are in life is because you've seen someone that you relate to mm. do that exact same thing. And in the back of your mind, you understand, okay, boom. Being that version of you is an option. Yeah. But if you don't see anything no representation you feel like you're going out on a limb mm. because it's like there's no safety blanket you don't know yeah that this is possible i think so but i, rem I remember connor used to tell me all the time like you should do it you should do it you should do it and i was just kind of like no 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 like, man's a big man, man. yeah <laughs> man, man don't, don't sing, sing. <laughs> really i don't sing man, i don't sing out here yeah but then and then after i remember i think the first proper show i had was at his funeral 
Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. That's weird to even call it a show. But yeah. Like, his, his family was like, oh, he would love for you to do it. Mm. And I think the first time I really got up on a stage stage, though it wasn't just, like, gimmicky, mm. like, you know, me and my guitar was at his funeral. And, and just never, I just never stopped. I think one day I, I just left Cove, moved to London. I didn't, I didn't go back to Birmingham. Yeah. And I've stayed in London for like seven years. Like honestly, when I think back, I don't know who I thought I was. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I find it so bizarre that I had balls that big because yeah. I probably don't even have that anymore. Yeah. I think the older you get, you kind of naturally become safer because yeah you used to come to life you know yeah. like I'm, I look after my, all my siblings and, mm. and my mum and dad so it's like I never want to jeopardise that that safety blanket that I've created but back then I was it was wayward and I, like I I drove past the apartment my first apartment when I lived in London it was like on top of this little I remember like, 24 hour cleaning like Sainsbury's is yeah. it on top of that yeah, yeah yeah I remember I remember yeah. and I was thinking raw. Like I often play this game with, in my mind where if I go past something, I'm very nostalgic person in general. Mm. If I see th something from my past, I try to remember what my mindset was. Like, did I ever envision this version of myself? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when, you, when, you, when yeah. I think back to yeah. us living at uni, yeah. it's and I see every man, like who we are today was never even an option. And it's weird to think that because your current version of yourself is, so your version today is the smartest version of yourself. Yeah. And that version of you knows shit. Mm. But it is the most knowledgeable, the most version of you that's collected, the most information. Yeah. But that version of you knows nothing. Yeah. And that's scary. Like five years from now, I wonder what we're going to think when we look back at all of this. Yeah. I, I hope we're going to be proud and whatever. But the reality is, man don't know nothing. Like, we're just out here. Yeah, that's true. Just out here, no common sense. Like, we just know, we know what we're told and we try to make a better life, but we don't know shit. Mm. And I find that thought really daunting and scary in a way. Because, you know, you're thinking about, like, what the rest of your life looks like. Mm. You know, you're going to meet your kid for the first time and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's going to be old, boss. <laughs> Nearly thirty. Being old looks dead. Yeah, <laughs> bro. I was in, I was in, I was in Canada. Yeah, and there was this old bro, old, like old, like he was trying to get down from a pavement. Oh, trembling. Jesus, like shaking. That's, he that's couldn't. Old. And I saw him. And I ran over and I helped him down. And yeah. I walked him to his car. Like he literally had to walk about five steps. Yeah, and he was petrified of like he couldn't reach. He was trying to put his hand on a car. Yeah. to get down from a pavement. How's man driving? No, he's, his missus drove. His missus pulled a car. So oh. he couldn't even walk to the car. So okay, she drove okay, the car okay. around and she, she had the door open and everything. Like just... Yeah. <laughs> and man was shaking. Jesus. That's boring. <laughs> like, that's so boring. Yeah. But you can't walk to the car. Yeah. You got to live life to the fullest, clearly. Bro, yeah. But I, was, I read something that says, you're going to live about 60% of your life with a bad back. Yeah. That's dead. That is wild. <laughs> that is whack. Fuck. Most of your life, your back will hurt. Fuck. That's dead. Yeah, that is dead. I'm so upset about it. Like, I don't <laughs> like right now, I have bad knees as well. My knees are already, like, you start hearing it. When you get older, you start hearing that you're making these grunts for no reason. Yeah. I pick up the remote control. I have to grunt. Mm. Like, I'm just, I hate. It's just like, nah, man. Jacob used to be agile. I used to be out in these streets now. <laughs> man used to break dance. Yeah. <laughs> I used now. to be a dancer. <laughs> now, if you tried now, any of them bro, things now. Tired. When I'm on stage now, like, yeah. when I watch people, sometimes I feel to myself, I could do that. You can still so, do so that. So I, I try, I do like a little hop and a skip back yeah. and forth, tired. Yeah. If I like when I'm on stage, I'm, I like I always give a grandiose performance, but I'm not running. Mm. I'm not running. I'm not dancing. Mm. Become tired, cause mm. like it's just I hate. I hate seeing it happen, man. And like, mother time is killing me.
random random question random question about like your music career and stuff mm. where is I, wouldn't, I, would, I don't want to say where's the best place you've ever performed because I'm sure there's so many that come to mind mm. but what's one of the most memorable places you've performed at um, I said the most memorable one I performed at is Moscow why because it's fucking Moscow you never thought just, people just, I just never it, it was never on the cards for me yeah and given the racial tension mm. and I, I was just caught off guard yeah I actually saw that hella quick and they knew every single word really which always kind of happens but it's it's just I never thought yeah the source would get here mm. and seeing these people seeing how much they cared and and just thinking from my point of view it's like there were times where I almost didn't want to do this yeah and I'm here like my craft is taking me here but I would never go to Moscow I'd never on go on a to, whim on a, yeah, yeah, on a normal day to day I'd never go to Quebec in yeah. Canada like yeah. seeing seeing that the, the, the things I get to experience purely because of my hobby mm. always always blows my mind that I can't believe I get to do this for a living I can't believe I, I'm so lucky that I get to see these places and meet these people yeah and and coming all the way to Moscow was was just special. I just never never thought that would be an option for me. That's fuck yeah. Moscow. Yeah, I, it's not a blind. It was I think it was like eight hundred cap room. I'm yeah. getting back. We're playing in like a bigger room, but um, but still Moscow. Yeah, but it's places. just like bro, it, it and it was just it's just insane. Yeah, and so much love, so mm. much love. I also understand that the love I get is privileged. It's not what the average experience would be for a black man. Or might be, I don't know. But I, I'm not, like, don't be in a haste to go, you know, be a tourist in Moscow, do your research. But for me, obviously, I'm invited. I'm living a very privileged life yeah. in this, like, it's, it's a long time since I've been in a room that I haven't been invited to. So yeah. I never really have to, my guard's always down because yeah. I'm like, I'm around. Like, for you to meet me at this point in my life is, you'd have had to go through my manager, my tour manager, my, yeah. my manager's, day-to-day guy yeah. so by the time you meet me you've gone through people that I love and respect so much that you have to be a decent human being yeah, yeah, so yeah. my God's always down Yeah. so I, I can't vouch for my experience as being the average experience fair enough you know? that makes total sense yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that makes yeah, yeah, total that's, sense that, that's, that's a lot of fun but I wanted there's a couple more places I want I want to do Brazil mm. um, I, ain't, I ain't been back to Niger I've never I've always postponed the show I haven't, I haven't had a homecoming show and I haven't toured anywhere in Africa why is that um, it's just uncharted grounds and it's just mm. like touring. is it because of your niche of music no or? no no like that it's definitely there like okay. it's definitely there. I've had many offers to do it okay but it's just I don't want to do a one-off show I want to do a tour in I Africa can, yeah I can come okay. do a show in Lagos or whatever mm. but it's just it's, no, there's also the logistical side flying in seven people to play a show for an hour doesn't always make sense yeah. I want to do a whole tour I want to go from I want to do Lagos I want to do Accra I want to do um, South Africa yeah. Johannesburg um, and Cape Town and maybe Kenya but it's just logistics of these shows haven't been routed before Okay, so it's like it's just there's a lot of maths. There's a business side to music that I'm not a fan of, but I have to do every now and again. And it's just not always possible. Like when when I tour, I do a route that's been done before. Yeah. Like I've seen someone do it before. So, yeah. I call so the bus, logistics are there. Yeah, bus parks at this mm. hotel, driver sleeps for 10 hours. Mm. And so you know, like, but no one's ever done it. So it's not the one that I know. Yeah, it's just unknown territory. The way, I, the way I want to do it. Yeah. Typically people fly. Um, but yeah, but I, I would definitely, that's the, that's probably the last of my least. Every, every, everything else I've had the privilege of doing, there's a couple more places. I was just like, about to ask, are there places that you've not been to that you'd want to go to? Mm, Obviously, you've said the places in Africa. And but Brazil, you've said is, Brazil I'll go as well. anywhere. The way, like, because it's, bro, like, I'll, there's no place I wouldn't go. Yeah. If anyone says, yeah, boom, there's people here that we're, we're coming. Yeah. If it's, feasible and possible yeah yeah there's nowhere i wouldn't i wouldn't want to go um apart from the places i've mentioned anywhere but i've been to places i've been to places (laughs) i know you have i've been to i was in a place called moncton 
in Canada like yeah. two weeks ago. I was random, like like Halifax in Canada was like I've been to places like deep Switzerland. I love I love going to Switzerland. It's fun. Uh, um, there's no way that that comes to mind apart from uh, South South America. I want to do like Mexico. Mm. Mexico, Argentina would be nice. Um, yeah, because I love to travel as well. I love yeah. I love culture. I love seeing people. I love learning about people. People are by far the most magical things. Like, like even when I travel, like, like you know, we drove up here for like four hours. Just seeing if the fact that I can go somewhere and see people. Yeah, it's like you're just out here, yeah. just also living your life, yeah. feeding your kids, living your dreams. I find it mad that this is their reality. Yeah, like you fly like eight hours and you land. There's people. There's people there. Like yeah. it's That's just their like, reality. Like they're just out here. You yeah. might have just really just living your life. Yeah. Like you're just here. Yeah. And you go somewhere else. Because it's there too. Mm. Like humans just everywhere just living their life and getting to experience that is just always mind blowing to me. And I, mm. I, I never can understand why you care. Mm. Like these, most of these songs are, are made in my bedroom or like a dingy studio in North London somewhere and it's like I can't believe you give a shit mm. like, why would you Cause I don't <laughs> like, like, no, so like, I, I give a shit on some level but yeah. I can't believe you care yeah that much yeah. to want to listen to it live yeah and listen to it is, is fine but mm. to, to leave your yard yeah you're saying to I fuck with you so much. Yeah. My evening. You've worked at nine to five, you know. Yeah. You're tired. But you're saying, you know what? Jacob's here. Let me go Come, grab, Let me grab my girls. <laughs> let me grab my girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's get a sit Couple m- m- mimosas. <laughs> we're off. And that's such a gift. Like yeah. your time. Like, like I say like time is currency. Money's whatever you you make your money back. Yeah, yeah. But when you spend time, yeah. time is the actual currency because you won't see this again. Yeah, you'll never get it back. And when you gift someone your time, that's the that's the most humbling thing someone could ever do for me. And every time I'm just gobsmacked and I can't believe you man are here. That's cool, man. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. You guys are gonna do that soon. You start touring. Oh, take, do you know take, what? Take the show on the road. I would, I would love to, because at the end of the day, like, obviously we both know this is this was all Jimmy's idea, yeah, yeah. and it, he just threw me a background. We're like, do you want to do it with me? I was like, yeah, fuck it. But just we talk like this anyway, so why yeah, 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 just put him, yeah, put um, in the room. But it blew my mind when you were talking about um, the guys you know as well from Spotify and blah blah blah, mm. and it's just like I can't believe people actually subscribe to that. Do you know what mm. I mean? Obviously, I know people do, but like it blows my mind like the finances behind that as well, yeah. and how people actually tour and do a podcast you, I'm sitting there watching yeah. you man talk yeah. like people do tours for that that yeah. blows my mind because human beings are interesting yeah like bro what I found the most is that nobody wants to feel alone like when you're driving you put music on it's, it's company yeah it's like and you're listening to people speak you feel like you can relate to them there's yeah. something magical about that like like oh these man get it yeah like that, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's That's so like, yeah, like I'm not yeah. like I, people will pay anything for that to not yeah. feel like I'm the only person that feels a certain type of way. Like, because everyone feels like a freak, even like yeah. sexually, you know, you're into yeah. some shit, you're like, oh boy, and you hear that, oh shit, I'm into that too. It's mm. like, oh, this is sick. Yeah, like everybody wants to feel seen, man. Ultimately. And that's why I like advocate as see your people, like see the people in your life, make sure they feel seen and heard. Because ultimately, everybody just wants to feel like, oh man, you notice me. Yeah. And I feel like I belong somewhere. Yeah. And going back to our initial point of like, even why people, even why people do negative things, it's yeah. like, at least you see me. Mm. Have you seen the Joker? Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like for him, it was just like, well, at least you at see least me you now. At least you see me now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah at least yeah. you see like, me now. Because before. Yeah. Before you might not care. I was, I was walking here. I walk down these, these steps bare times. Bare times, you didn't see me. Now that I'm stabbing man up, <laughs> yeah, now, now you I'm jumping man up. Now you'll see me. Cool, let's run <laughs> let's this. Let's do this. Now I'm gonna dance down these stairs now. 
Like, and it's, but that's all it is, bro. That's, it's a good way, good context to put it in, because that's actually crazy. Yeah. It does just boil back full circle into the bullying conversation yeah. right at the beginning. It's, yeah. it's actually crazy. I was, I was like, listening to, to a lady speak who's a comedian. She was even saying that. She was like, the reason she's a comedian was because she was just like, she wanted her parents to notice her. Yeah. Like, it was kind of like, um, it's Whitney Cummins. She was saying like, oh, like, you know, like even that, it's like most of the things that we become is still our seeking approval. Yeah. From loved ones, just to be seen. Like, yeah. like if, I may, if I get this car, maybe... She, Maybe that will happen. Maybe yeah, if I yeah. This, maybe if I dress like this, maybe if I'm wham, like maybe. Yeah. Like it's bro, it's we're driven by so much of that's what I'm like, about. See your people, man. Let mm. them know they let them know they're seen and loved, and show up for them. Because yeah, man, everyone, a spare of us, I was about seven billion or something like that. Yeah. And most of the people feel alone. True. True. There's bare of us. There's literally can't people can't stop fucking. Yeah, <laughs> and people still people still feel like the only one on the planet, and that's mad to me. And that's why that's why I do what I do, man. I always say I make music to keep people company. That's that's yeah. my job. And get the squiller, <laughs> <laughs> and we out. You know, job play, done. Bro. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Um, anything you want to say to the people? Nah, man, live your best life, man. Be nice. Always be be nice and and learn learn about people learn about yeah. their struggles learn about their oppressions and you know yeah so just be be decent human being if you can and and secure the bag nice man nice man obviously James had to had to part ways earlier on but I think he had his shits <laughs> I've been myself who had obviously we've got Jacob Banks in today all the all the info will be in the descriptions below and you know you can follow congratulations on this man it's real special oh, thank you bro yeah, appreciate it appreciate it you can follow his journey you can follow our journey so yeah man it's good to have you bro yes sir yeah man do it again soon peace oh, yeah.